all, you can't really talk about the early second wave of the women's movement without talking about This is a WLRN extended interview. Greetings, and thanks for tuning in to my interview with feminist activist and mother Gina Hoke from Denver, Colorado. The subject of pronouns and their misuse has become an issue in the public schools as transgender ideology is adopted into policies and curriculum. The Denver Public Schools are no exception to this trend. Ms. Hoke contacted WLRN requesting an interview after she wrote a letter to the Denver Public Schools Board complaining about pronouns misuse being forced upon her children. She is looking for other concerned parents to work with to form a grassroots movement that will stop the spread of transgender ideology in the schools. In 2015, Ms. Hoke founded Canamama Clinic and has advocated publicly on behalf of women and girls since a picture of her breastfeeding went viral on Facebook in 2014. Her main focus currently is the attack on women's sex-based rights, resources, and protections from gender identity extremists on the USA's far left. Here now is my interview with Gina. All right, so I've got Gina Hoke with me here at WLRN. Welcome to the show, Gina. Hello, thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, so you're living in Denver, Colorado, and participating in some grassroots feminist activism. You just sent a letter to the Denver Public Schools School Board. And can you just tell our listeners a little bit about that letter and what, you, what you're up to? Yes, thank you. Um, I was compelled to write the school board after a post by Tate Anderson. He has an elected position. He is the director of the school board at large, at large position. Um, and his Facebook post was seemingly kind, um, but it raised red flags right away. I felt like my children are being bullied into a belief system that we do not subscribe to. Um, the post was about pronouns and encouraged faculty, family of DPS students and students to give their pronouns and ask for pronouns um, and stated that this was the way to make Denver Public Schools more inclusive. Obviously, I disagree. Um, I feel that the use of pronouns is a, um, immediately signals political belief and is sexist and homophobic. Um, I do not want my children asked their pronouns and I do not want my children required to improperly sex someone else or to be sex imperceptive. I believe that it's um, compelled speech and we're being bullied into lying. Yeah, and what happened after you sent to the board? Did they get back to you? They did very quickly. Um, I actually wrote about a two-page letter filled with many, many links. I mean, dozens of links to various feminists that have been very outspoken, including uh, J.K. Rowling, um, some of the posts that she spoke out on and some of the threats and belligerent responses back to her. Um, I, I, I spoke from a point of 
feminism and real concern for my children's well-being, um, their success at school and feeling included, which I found interesting because that seems to be their goal is to include everyone and to ensure every child's success. It's part of the school board's um, slogan. However, if we if the children do not go along with this belief system, they're pushed off into side classrooms and into the principal's office. I, I just cannot agree with that. Um, the school board did reply very quickly. Uh, I got about three or four sentences back telling me that my child um, identifies with the gender identity assigned to them at birth and other bizarre language that we, we just don't speak like that. It was completely um, indicative of the indoctrination that I'm concerned with at Denver Public Schools, and I did reply that as well. Um, but yeah, they basically told me that they've created resolutions in support of gender identity belief system and that I, as a parent, have no recourse. They don't call it a belief system. They just presented it as that this is real, right? And what do you think that this mass delusion and deception is, is doing to our society via this indoctrination that's happening in the public schools, but also in other realms of society too, this dogma is showing up as if it is just real life and based on, on facts when it's clearly not, if you scratch the surface. Clearly not. Um, well, I, I did mention in my letter, like last year, a, a high school biology, and my son was in honors class, so freshman honors biology class, a high school teacher showed him a Teen Vogue video about gender identity as if it were peer-reviewed, scientifically backed, and should be a part of science curriculum at a, a public school. Um, I was appalled and contacted the principal or the dean, and I did get a apology to myself, but also the teacher was made to apologize. So it's very inconsistent um, within the public school system. And that's why I did ask them, like, who is giving you the guidance? I did not get a response. Um, so yeah, I, I feel that it's, it's damaging because of what I said before, as far as bullying, you know, I know that a lot of the children do not understand what a pronoun even is as far as why are they being asked to state it? Um, I, one child told me, he said, well, I'm a dude, it's obvious. And he got scolded for that. You know, so they're they're not only telling them they have to say these things, but they're telling them how they have to say it in order to fit in and not be um, ostracized from their community and their classmates. Um, and I, I feel like it is dangerous because it's anti-science. You know, the, the Liberal Party, Democratic Party in the United States is supposed to be the party of science. They are very proud of themselves about, about that and have... Um, marketed themselves that way against conservatives for years and years. And now we're clinging on to this belief system that the female sex does not exi exist separate of men. And, you know, two or three days, I think, after I wrote the letter, the dictionary changed the definition and that story broke. And the only news um, reporter I've, reporting I've seen is from the right, from Breitbart. 
And that's very concerning to me that we're not even allowed to have a conversation about how this impacts women, how we're unable to speak about ourselves as a sex class and the um, oppression that we face that is specifically based on the bodies that we're born into. Yeah, it's really Orwellian. It, very it, much so. <laughs> you know, they're literally changing words in the dictionary, just like that guy, that character in the in George Orwell's book, 1984, yes. did. And, you know, the dictionary definition of the word female, you're referring to Merriam-Webster, the yes. official dic dictionary that people have known for years and years. I think they've been around for over a hundred years. Mm -hmm. And of course now it's online. Um, and I, I suppose maybe they're gonna be changing the, the books that the, the published readers that they're uh, putting into book form as yeah. well. Basically they changed the B definition of the word female to mean the gender, the feminine gender identity Right, that, of a, that is not the same as a man or something like that. It was very convoluted, right. very circular definition. And it, it um, prevents us from being able to accurate, accurately speak about what is happening to women as a sex class. And to have coherent conversations with yeah. our school administrators and teachers. And our students. And I, I'm sorry, but we're talking about very young kids. This is not happening only in high school level. I have a six-year-old as well. Um, and Tay Anderson, the school board director, who was recently elected to the board, has a very trans-positive agenda. His first act as um, director at large was to install gender-neutral gender bathrooms in every public school in Denver Public Schools. So we're talking elementary school all the way up into high school now has at least one gender neutral bathroom, which we know that sex assault against women and girls happen more often in those spaces. I mean, it, it, it's very confusing as well because right now we have um, sex assault issue at East High School and Director Tay Anderson on one hand is talking about the sexual violence against girls and on the other hand pretending that girls as a class does not exist separate of boys, separate of boys who identify as trans. So right. it's very frustrating because I want my child, my children to feel included. I'm, I'm mostly concerned about my older child because he is mostly affected by it at this point. But I did send the letter to the elementary school, her teachers, principal, principal of the high school, to every single teacher of my um, eldest child basically instructing them not to indoctrinate my child and not to discriminate against my child for not believing in the gender identity um, ideology. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that it's harder, this whole thing is harder on your older child who's a freshman in high school. How is it harder for him than your younger child? The peer pressure, the peer pressure of other people calling him a bigot. I mean, he, so I've been active in um, advocating for women's sex-based rights for about the last six, six years, excuse me. Um, and it's been a conflict between me and my son for at least probably half of that time um, because he was so embarrassed. He was so afraid that 
people, his peers would find out that his mom knows who men are. <laughs> you know, I, I won't be bullied or I won't pretend that I don't know who a man is, regardless of how that man identifies or presents himself. Um, only in the last year or two has he come around to saying that he agrees with me. And not only does he agree, but he's no longer afraid of the backlash. I still think that he is a little bit afraid, mostly with his own peer group, his girlfriend, um, but not so much concerned with the administration and his teachers, which is an improvement. That's an, that's an achievement. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who has a teenage son at a high school here in Madison, and she wanted to get him a T-shirt that says, my mom's a turf. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if, if teenage teenage kids started yes proudly touting their mothers as feminists that idea i mean I, I honestly i don't think my son would ever wear the shirt we're just starting to scratch the surface and bring him over to like i mean it's really hard for these kids when they're told they're a bigot i mean they're aligning them something like a racist or you know something a nazi they're called these horrible I names simply for knowing that men are men and women are women. And regardless of how one identifies, it doesn't change our sex. You are listening to WLRN. And we're very tolerant people. I don't, I do not care who someone loves very open about homosexuality and um, differences in romantic relationships. We're very open about sex, gender expression. I mean, my son used to paint his nails when he was little. Like, we, it, we don't care. You know, that doesn't make a boy a boy or a girl a girl. My six-year-old knows exactly why mommy just had a baby and why daddy does not breastfeed. You know what I mean? And I think that those are important uh, things for children to understand. We're learning and teaching them about how the way of the world works as very young and reproduction and human sexuality is very important. And when we start lying to children by saying things like men or excuse me, women can have a penis. I think that's detrimental even to protect my female child from predators. Mm -hmm. So it's so convoluted. There are so many issues surrounding why I am not okay with Denver Public Schools pressuring me and my children to accept this belief system that harms women and homosexual people. Yeah. Let's talk about building a grassroots movement. A few years ago, there was a trans-identified male, a teenager at a high school in Ohio, I believe it was. I can't remember his name right now, but he had some really disgusting pictures of himself online with the V and putting his tongue out. Do you remember that guy? And Janet Mock was really into him and taking him under his wing. And the girls at the high school organized. There were like hundreds of girls Maybe it wasn't hundreds, maybe it was 60, but 60, a lot of girls got together and said, we don't want this guy in our locker room. It's right. not fair. We feel unsafe. Right. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember a case like that. And I know that we, we recently had two rulings in district courts in the United States allowing, 
you know, boys who identify as girls to enter girl only spaces and basically forcing the schools to accept the children as who they say they are. You know, I have a huge problem with telling children to accept people as who they say they are because men lie. Violent men, sexual predators, people lie about who they say they are in order to have access to children and women. And I'm like, why are we teaching kids that they should not believe their own eyes and that they have to wait for someone to tell them who they are before they can protect themselves or have any kind of human judgment to protect themselves that that's the whole point we have judgment for you know we we go through experiences in life and good things happen we might try that again bad things happen we stay away from it well we're teaching girls to ignore their own experiences and what they know about male violence. But yet there's a lot of potential there for girls Absolutely. to get back and to Absolutely. get for teenagers to get organized. You know, it, it is a far, we're, we're a far cry from this point where maybe a teenage son would wear a shirt that says my mom's a turf. Right. But it's a great thought that, that we could get there eventually with these. Absolutely. Um, because it's their life. It's their lives. It's their education. It's our future society. I'm just wondering, like, what are some of your organizing ideas and tactics that you want to employ, uh, both with other parents who may have a similar concern uh, that to yours, and also with the the children. So right now I'm using social media. I'm pretty effective at using social media to build a base. I've done that with a few different things before in the past as far as cannabis consumption and abortion. So I have an ability there to try to create this grassroots movement, but it is hard right now because of the pandemic, I'm having a little bit of a struggle with my local community and reaching out to parents and students here because there's no socialization. So um, yes, I would like to start some sort of grassroots parent support for students. I, I really, I'm not sure we're going to do something, but we've got to do something. We've got the girls in Idaho, I, is it Idaho or Illinois right now? I'm sorry, um, but Idaho. Selena Soul and the mm -hmm. other track stars that are fighting this, it's happening all over the United States where women and girls are losing our rights. School districts are forcing this on students and parents and families. And we just, we have to do something. We have to. So yeah. that, that's where I'm at right now is I'm sending out emails, trying to figure out, you know, just a, a very, a name that encompasses what we're about. Like it's right now, I don't know. I'm, reaching out to other feminist organizations. That's why I reached, I, I did reach out to Wolf Liberation Radio, or excuse me, Women's Liberation Radio, um, because I, I just need help. Right now, I don't know what to do. I've contacted a couple lawyers, but I, I'm not satisfied with Denver Public Schools basically telling me, too bad, so sad, this is what we're gonna do, and if you don't like it, take your kids out of do school. You, do you have friends that have children in the Denver Public Schools? Um, not really. I, I had my kids a little bit early. Most of my friends have younger children and stuff, but, um, I, I was, I was active in Denver public schools as far as, um, you know, parent meetings and stuff like that, football team and things like that. So I have ways to connect with the people in the schools and that's really, I can't wait until we can get back 
to in-person meetings. Yeah. These conversations, because honestly, I feel like a lot gets lost in the translation over social media. Um, It's so easy for people to block women, ban women, silence our voices, call us names, and not actually listen to what we're saying about our rights and um, how how it impacts women and girls to have men who identify as trans and boys who identify as trans take up our spaces and our protections. Mm -hmm. Are there any parent-teacher meetings that are happening online, like Zoom meetings, where you might be able to make an announcement that you're forming this group? Well, yes, there are lots of them, but I am the outcast. You know, I brought up in one of the largest groups to change policies in Denver public schools that was created by a school teacher, um, it was brought up something, I can't exactly remember what the topic was, but I brought up about um, boys who identify as trans destroying high school sports for girls and was absolutely jumped on. I was muted in the group. I was given a warning by one of the administrators that I am transphobic and that the things that I am saying are harmful to children. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I have an uphill battle because um, I know a lot of people do agree with me. A lot of parents do not want this. A lot of parents don't even know what they mean when they're saying, what is your pronoun? They're like, wait, what? What Why are they asking my kid this? They don't understand. And then when they're told, well, it's just to be nice. You know, they haven't done all of the work and the research. They haven't done all the reading to understand. No, this goes way far beyond women being nice to children. Right? So. Yeah. Well, I encourage any of our Denver, Colorado area listeners to get you. How can women who want to get involved get in touch with you about this struggle? Well, I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I, I do not hide behind a different handle. Like, my name is out there, Gina Hoke. Um, you're free to email me, ginahoke at gmail.com. But please, please do reach out. I am absolutely looking for help. And um, anyone that wants to get in this fight with me, it's going to be an uphill battle, and it's probably going to be a very long time. But I'm not going to give up. I have three children, one who will be in Denver Public Schools in only a couple of years. So I have, you know, a decade more at least of dealing with Denver Public Schools unless I decide to, to move, which I also brought up to the school board. I feel that they, you know, low income and middle income families are most susceptible to their policies because they don't have a chance to move out of this out of the district or go to private school. And that's really unfair. It's another form of oppression to be forced into a belief system because of our financial class. Good point. Gina, you're so well-spoken. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my interview with Gina Hoke. To get in touch with Ms. Hoke, you can find her on Facebook or Twitter under her name, Gina Hoke, spelled J-E-A-N-N-A Hoke, H-O-C-H. Like many parents of children in the public schools, Gina understands the importance of teaming up to advocate for students' rights. 
You can also reach Gina at GinaHoke at gmail.com. WLRN wishes her and all parents of children raising kids during this bizarre time well. And we encourage any parents listening today to contact Gina to stop this Orwellian trend from going any further with our kids. The future of just being able to freely state facts is at stake. Thanks for listening. This is Thistle signing off for now.